hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- <laughs> fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's in. a great day. <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, oh, I mean, we've really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. to Turnbuckle Talk, where today we're going to be covering some of the biggest news stories of the week here. Um, OMD, how are you doing today? I am doing quite well there, Mr. Best. Welcome to the host position. Yeah, this is a, this is a, a, a strange new world for me right now. I'm used to being the co-host. We've got Carl Carafel, who's uh, away on assignment, I guess we'll say. Yes, <laughs> um, yes, he is. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, let's get right into it. Let's get to our first story of the day here, and it's it's a, sort of a big one, and it's one that you um, you presented to me here. We're going to talk about why the WWE has been slowing its plans for NXT Europe here. And OMD, I want you to uh, well, what we have actually what we have had happen here is Triple H came out on the uh, what was it the post uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, press conference there where he came out and uh, explained why he slowed it down and he slowed he said he slowed it down because of the sale of the wwe and there were so many other changes going on as far as office wise as well is that that's correct right it is um it also has a lot to do with this purchase the sale and the merger between ufc endeavor and the wwe uh Um, do you do you still see it happening at some point? Absolutely. I Absolutely. do too. There have I been. Um, but I'm wondering, well, like, what talent are we going to see? Like, do we do we see some of the NXT uh, your uh, or our European NXT guys go back there or what? I think you're going to see a lot of familiar faces, mm-hmm. but I also think you're going to see a lot of. Familiar faces from the indies. I think yeah, you're going to see a, a lot of ICW. Yeah, they've got that partnership with ICW already as they show some of their pay-per-views on uh, the network itself. They they did. That has ended along with progress. Oh, really? Because I can still find ICW shows on there. Really? Yes. No, mm-hmm. that ended. All um, right. So- <clears throat> but I do see it happening. Uh, sorry, I'm just getting uh, messages from my boy. Um, yeah. So what so talent do you see going there then? I could honestly see Alexander Wolf coming back. Yeah, I'd be totally jacked um, him. I'm not sure who's involved in ICW anymore. Um, I could even see Drew going over or Sheamus making appearances. Same with Gallus. But yeah, just to, uh, been, to help boost the roster, right? Yeah, with there having been talks of several versions of NXT, there was also talk of an NXT Germany, there was talk of NXT Canada. So you could actually build performance centers all over the world to create mm-hmm. an NXT. Um, but you're looking at, you've got an India show coming up in the fall, possibly. So you can't try and put push everything at once. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, uh, I don't see this uh, product actually coming to fruition, I would say, till maybe mid-2024, I want to say. I would say that's, that's probably a fair, fair assessment, mm-hmm. if not longer. Now, one woman I want to see back, Zaya Brookside. Okay, she's one of I'm my not... favorite. She's one of my favorite women wrestler, women's wrestlers from the UK. <laughs> I wouldn't okay, mind yeah. seeing Killian Dane come back either. Yes, Killian would be fantastic. 
Um, I'm trying to think of guys from like the WCPW roster that I would see that aren't already signed to Impact or on our current NXT as well. Right. Um, I'm almost wondering if you might see Trent Seven return. Oh, I'd be so excited for that man. He is um, him and Mustache Mountain. That was my favorite tag team out of out of NXT. Yes, UK. yes. Because um, Trent Seven had his handshake agreement and performance contract with AEW. He was never under an official contract. Could we possibly see big names like, say, Zack Sabre Jr. or even uh, Will Ospreay at some point come in? I'm not so sure on Ospreay. I would absolutely love to see Zack Sabre. I think Ospreay with the stuff he's got in Japan, he's pretty set on it right now. Yeah, and with Aussie Open having signed with AEW, Jeff Cobb working both on occasion, I would see United Empire more leaning that way. United Empire, I would be excited to see them too. (laughs) Um, Uh, But that brings me to another point is, as part of this too, and... You look at it, and I know WWE has denied that there is a hiring freeze, but they haven't hired anybody. Yes, you have the NIL program to get people in and started developing, Mm -hmm. but we also have not seen a Black Wednesday this year, which normally happens about a week after WrestleMania. And I'm really surprised that we didn't see that. But I feel like Hunter has got his his uh, he's got plans for just about everyone he's got on the roster right now, though. He does, but I think it also has to do with the sale, the merger, and probably Endeavor is now going to have something to say about okay, what are we doing with this person? What are we doing with that person? Yeah, and that brings me to question like why we haven't seen certain superstars like such as Piper Niven. Um, Gargano hasn't been on TV in a while. Right. I can see the the uh, head honcho over at Endeavor saying, okay, why is this person here? You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of why is this person here, we are getting a, a person who could very well be leaving, and I say could, but Ronda Rousey has given us a hard out date for, uh, for when she plans to leaving. Yes. Do you think that this date is her actually leaving and saying that she's done with the WWE? No, no, I think it's going to be her hard out date until she misses the spotlight. And that's exactly where I was going with on that one myself, because there is that saying that we have in this wrestling business, never say never. And I know that you OMD, get that feeling that anytime you and I go to a wrestling show, we see the ring. The first thing we want to do in yep. our hearts is get in that ring and run the ropes, run the ropes, <laughs> take a bump. Yeah. All of it, all of it. So there's, there's just that, 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 that hunger, you know what I mean? Yeah. That comes from but, being a former wrestler. <laughs> but I mean, if you take a look at Rhonda's past and her track record, it was, skeptical to say the least because she's goes on twitter and goes on the rant calling wrestling fake and then she's training with natty and james storm yeah i see i see that as her playing a character because i feel like she did the same thing uh the whole that she played the whole sympathy angle when uh holly holm knocked her head off and she still came back and she was still the bitch. She was still the asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, and I don't think it was. I think that was her. Yes, she has the love for wrestling. She grew up mm-hmm. on it. You know, and I'm not going to deny her that. Oh, no, I, I don't deny her that, too. But but I think Shayna Baszler would. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Especially yes. with um, promo on Monday. Absolutely. Absolutely. But... Shayna put in the work yes, beforehand. And I'm not she, saying that Rhonda didn't put in the work either. I mean, as you said, Natty and James Storm worked with her. 
and did as much as they could with her. Yes. But she was brought in at WrestleMania a number of years ago with her Dwayne as a PR stunt. Yeah. And then it's all of a sudden, then she shows up at the Royal Rumble a year later to point at the WrestleMania sign after everything is over and you've got the champions surrounding Asuka. Yeah, and I was going to say, uh, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. I wanted her and Asuka to wrestle. <laughs> you know what? I didn't because it was just like, for me, I, it was I a Asuka case was of... Mind for the championship matches, but... Yeah, but it was a case of why mm -hmm. why because you're out there giggling like a schoolgirl yeah. with the big smile on your face you know and yes that was a genuine emotion hey i get that emotion too sometimes when, yeah, I'm, playing absolutely. The heel, when I'm playing the heel and i got the booze there's a i got a slight smile on my face because i'm like yes i got them eating out of my hands you know what i mean yep yep <laughs> um but yeah, uh, even when she left the first time, yeah, she did uh, bash the WWE, made it seem like she was never coming back. But again, as Chris Jericho and as every other wrestler says, there's never say never. And I could even say that for Jade Cargill, who's said that she's done with AEW now. Right. But I feel like I kind of want her to be done. So. All right. You will have to forgive me for a minute, Chris. I do need to take a couple of minutes. Yep. But no, uh, anybody who's listening, guys, I'd love to have your opinion on what uh, what Jews guys got to say, what Jews have to say about the Ronda Rousey, Rousey story. Uh, OMD is going to be taking a, a, a few minutes off here. Uh, I really do think it is a never say never situation with Ronda. She's uh, she still has a love for the business and a respect for everybody in the ring. That much is for certain. However, with some of us here, she does have a bit of that go-away heat. But I'm wondering, with us here at OLE, will she be welcomed back? That's what I would like to know. I'd like to know you, what you guys think in the comments down below. And while you're here, down here, while you're here watching us, go to Rogue Energy. 10% off. Uh, Hang on one second here. I'm very new at this. This is my first day hosting. Um, follow this ticker down here. Go to rogueenergy.com. Promo code OLEPODS gets you 10% off of your order. And trust me, some of those drinks, man, they are fantastic. The My personal favorite is the bubblegum. The, bu uh, the bubblegum flavor here. We're just waiting for OMD to still come back here so we can tackle the next story. <laughs> and while you're, uh, while we're waiting for OMD come to come back, I'm going to throw up a, uh, where is it here? If I can find it. I'm going to throw up a special little ad from our friends over at Collar and Elbow. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow. And this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. That's right, folks. If you go to Collar and Elbow and use the promo code JK Podcast, it will get you 10% off off of your purchases. That's right, Collar and Elbow brand, Al Snow's uh, clothing company. What a fantastic worker, fantastic guy Al Snow is. I'm 
While you're at it, I'm going to throw up a uh, quick little ad for Rogue Energy. folks and we are back here waiting still waiting on omd to come back um just gonna move right into the next story here here just give me one second i'm gonna talk about uh the leaks that have happened here SummerSlam, the SummerSlam card has been leaked five matches have been leaked i'm not gonna leak it here because i want you viewers to actually be surprised at what matches are coming along we already know the obvious one we're going to get cody and brock at SummerSlam. we're going to get seth and finn as well um but my thought on leaks happening is just it's not cool man it's not cool at all uh i like i like being surprised but at the same time when a leak happens i usually get that vibe where it's like okay i want to see how are we getting here how do we get to the, these matches and uh, once again, I'd like to I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. <clears throat> As we continue to wait for Row MD, <clears throat> but no, um, what had happened was Dave Meltzer of uh, Pro Wrestling, uh, various pro wrestling news sites, has reported that five matches, including. Roman versus Jay, which seems to be an obvious one as well. We'll see how that plays out on SmackDown. I, again, don't want to reveal too many, too much matches. As I said, I don't want to spoil anything about the SummerSlam show. I want everybody to be surprised as far as the bookings go. <clears throat> All right. Let me just... Uh... Having a little bit of trouble. Oh, OMD, you have returned, my friend. Give me the thumbs up when you're ready to be uh, added back in here. I do apologize. My uh, my little guy called. Uh, that's understandable, man. Understandable. Uh, yeah. I was actually just getting into the story about uh, the SummerSlam card being leaked. And I want your thoughts, OMD. Okay. On these on this card, on this, on on leaks in general happening. Like, how do you feel about that? Leaks are going to happen. It's a matter of how much attention you pay to them. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of it um, because the internet... It's surprise, right? Exactly. The internet and social media can ruin it. Exactly. And I mean, it's, it's, but it's not just with wrestling, right? It's with any show. Yeah. Movies, TV shows. Absolutely. But wrestling as a whole, I mean, this was actually a leak provided by our one and only Dave Meltzer who did it. <laughs> well, right. actually, I don't know if he did it, but he picked up on the leak. <laughs> right. And I, I don't put a lot of stock in Meltzer. <laughs> oh, I don't either. But um, um, based off some so, of the matches, some of the, the builds we saw last night, it seems like these matches that were leaked are going to happen. And I'm not saying which matches are because I want our viewers to be surprised at what's going to happen at SummerSlam as well. I did read the matches, but I'm in that mindset where it's like, okay, I want to see how do they get to these matches, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now, I haven't, I actually, I did see that, you know, about SummerSlam leaks, I didn't even bother trying to read it. Mm -hmm. Just because I wanted to ignore it. Now, I saw this yesterday, actually, during the day. Yeah, and that's when um, I saw it, too. So, I don't put a lot of stock into it because 
I want to see where things go. I want to watch the storyline play out now that wrestling has gotten so much better in general. Yeah, and I may want, I'm going to I'm going to bring up one leak that I absolutely hated because it spoiled it for me. And that was the 2011 Royal Rumble when Booker T and Kevin Nash were uh um somebody had caught them at the airport and took pictures of them and said they're going to be in the Royal Rumble that night. Royal Rumble, I think, was in Atlanta that weekend. Right. If I'm not mistaken. But just stuff like that just ruins it for me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the Royal Rumble is one of my favorite events for the surprises alone. Yeah. And that's what I'm and that's what I've come to expect out of Triple H's running the things too, because we've gotten surprises at this year's WrestleMania got surprises at the rumble so i'm expecting surprises at wrestlemania at SummerSlam as well now absolutely absolutely <clears throat> but as i said not a fan of it no i wish that um melter would have went about a different way reporting it you know yeah but i mean you get melter reports it um and then there were several. Hits, there were several people who reported it. <laughs> it hits things like Sports Kedos, uh Wrestling News Source. No and, DQ. You know, yeah, no DQ. Fightful. <laughs> yeah, but like as I said, not a fan of anything being leaked like that. I really wish that. Uh, I feel like somebody's going to get canned out of this situation now. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, what, I guess what can you do when it, when it's out, it's out, and Hunter's just going to play it, play the storyline as he sees it. He's not going to do what Vince does and change it at the last second, which would ultimately ruin the card. stories not make sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And the only time that it happened where they had to make, where they were forced to make a change was survivor series a number of years ago when it was bret hart and his minis versus jerry lawler and the three kings i thought that was doink <laughs> no that was there was bret hart versus jerry lawler and then uh they had to find a replacement for jerry so sean michaels stepped in yeah that was uh that was the hart family taking on jerry and his knights and i understand why that had to happen because well Lawler had his court case at the time. Yes. But still didn't make sense. Shawn Michaels and his nights. I mean, and two of those nights, uh, spoiler alert, one of them was Greg Valentine. The other one was Barry Horwitz. I didn't, I yes. don't remember who the third one was. No. <laughs> but um, let's get right into it. We're going to get right into the main event story. Yes, it is a lighter news day. Not a lot to talk about on these stories, as most news stories have, uh, have already covered the majority of them. But I'm going to get into our big story right now, as soon as I can find the uh, picture here. And it's also the title of our show, Holy Wrestling Summit Batman, uh, as soon as I can find it here. You got to excuse me, this is my very first time hosting this, so yep, we're going to talk yep. about oh, this no, here. You you are forgiven we're gonna be talking about this here as the uh these legends here we got rvd we got sting we got uh, rikishi uh, several leathers all being contracted to come to israel for a pro wrestling summit um i'm a little bit nervous about this show because of the controversies that surround the country of israel as a whole right um, but what do you feel about this, OMD? I'm, I am okay with it. It's expanding wrestling into an area that doesn't normally get it. Yeah, it's coming into an untapped uh, market. Yes. Um, now I know before WWE signed their deal in Saudi Arabia, there was another one similar to this. Yeah, you were talking about the uh, the Khashoggi incident. Um, no, there was another one, um, which I believe was done by the UAE, United Arab Emirates. Right. Where John Hennigan, 
now Johnny TV, had gone and he ended up winning the title. And again, it was a number of rather large names and I believe this type of summit was also done. I believe that this might just be a new international version of a WrestleCon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Sting is a fantastic ambassador for this. Yeah, and that's and that's, uh, that's his role going over to the show. Um, RVD is also going to be there. He's actually going to be scheduled to be in action on that show. Not announced on who he's taking on, though. No, and... And I'm really wondering how RVD is going to get into the border there. Yeah. Um, I I mean, it's... I mean, he is very hit or miss for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of RVD. I could swear at one time you were, though. I was. I was, but then it just got too played out, dude. Yeah, little um, same reasons why you're not a big fan of Matt Riddle, for one thing. Exactly. Another wrestler that's going to be on there is Vikingo himself, as we see in the images as well. Yes. Rikishi's going to be on the card, but I think because Riki, I think Rikishi's also going to be an ambassador as well. I mean, right. yes, I, don't I, think, I don't think Rikishi can go at all right now. So <laughs> there's also they're also bringing in female wrestlers, which that actually interests me because I know once again Israel also has those controversies about not letting women work there. They do, they do. Um, but again, it's all a part of the global change. Yeah. Um, because, yes, I mean, you do see the WWE women wrestle more conservatively in terms of their attire when they're over in Saudi Arabia. And that's another thing. I wonder if the Israeli government <coughs> spoke to uh, the Saudi Arabian government and talked to them about how to get the show going and whatnot. You know what I mean? They may well have. They may have called WWE as well. Uh, we don't know. Um but you'll notice now in Saudi Arabia, the WWE superstars are not forced to wear the hijab. Nope. They're not being forced to, they're not being forced to fit into the culture, right? They are allowed to be themselves as superstars. But there is um, a, a WWE does showcase the culture. I mean, the, the last time they were in Saudi Arabia, absolutely. they had Sami Zayn doing all that stuff. Absolutely, and that was the first time Sami Zayn was allowed into Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and he was, uh, to say the least, he was emotional about that show. He was, it. he was. I watched his, I watched his vlogs on it. Yeah. Um, so when you're looking at that, and this is, again, it's not just affecting wrestling. I think this is wrestling bringing people together. Mm-hmm. But as the regimes change over there. And I know there's a new regime in power in Saudi Arabia, and that's why women are now being given more freedom. They are now starting to be allowed to learn how to drive. Yeah, they're, and, they're adapting more to our philosophies over here. Absolutely. And I mean, like, you take a look, and I mean, if you compare it to us, yes, we still all have this love for wrestling, and it brings us together. I mean, if you look at our hometown. How much has our culture changed here with these, with the immigrants, not necessarily refugees, but these international students and international professors? And I'm not going to lie. Like, I live in an area where there are a lot of uh, East Indians that live in my neighborhood. And it's fantastic talking to them. Yeah. I love talking to them. They're fun people. (laughs) They are. They are. And they are some of the most fantastic people I've had the pleasure of working with. Yeah. I'm also excited. There's one thing I'm excited about this, and if it's going to be seen on a th- uh, in a world in a worldwide audience, I kind of want to watch this because I'm interested in seeing what uh, the Israeli people can bring to us for wrestling, as far as having their own wrestlers go. Absolutely, there is going to be a slew of is- Israeli wrestlers on the show, and I know that Israel uh, Israel does already have a pro wrestling promotion over there. Right. 
Yes, so that, would def that would definitely, definitely be interesting. I mean, as we just had, I believe it was just this past weekend and I didn't get to see it, was the impact events down under in Australia. Yeah. That was this past weekend. I didn't get a chance to watch it either, but I want to find them. Um, well, I wasn't getting up at five in the morning to watch them live. Oh, me neither. But <laughs> um, um, is this a way for maybe WWE or AEW to possibly get in? I feel like with Sting being there as an ambassador, that's a very possible thing for AEW at least. I, I see where you're going with that. I'm going to disagree. I think this is Sting doing it as an ambassador for wrestling as a whole. Yeah. You're talking about a guy who has been WCW, Impact, TNA, AEW, WWE. He's done it all. Basically so every think, major promotion he's been a part of at some point. <laughs> he's He is the ideal ambassador. Yeah. But I'm wondering, like, again... I'm not saying like next year or two years down the road, no, five, no. six years down the road, maybe we can see that. It's again, it all depends on global change. Yeah. Um, but like you said, uh, this does open up. I think this is going to also open up the avenue for Israeli wrestlers to come over into our market as well. That would be fantastic. I mean, we kind of had that with, uh, Sergeant Slaughter's manager, uh, Sheikh Abdel, uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Um, General Adnan. Yes. He's pretty much the only Israeli wrestler I know of that came over here. <laughs> yes, but it was General Adnan, Sergeant Slaughter, and Colonel Mustafa, Mustafa a.k.a. Sheik. the Iron Sheik. Yeah. So, and I but mean, I'm, you've I'm, had... I mean, you've had all of these different wrestlers who portrayed people from different cultures. I mean, if you look at Yokozuna, he's Samoan. But he represented a Japanese wrestler. Exactly. <laughs> and um, honestly, I, because I've, I've gone back and I've looked to see if they were just throwing kayfabe our way by, say, by saying all these Japanese newspapers reported on Yokozuna winning the title at WrestleMania 9. Right. Those papers were actually legit. Yes. And I mean, you look at Savio Vega, who portrayed a Japanese wrestler in Quang. Yeah. You had Rikishi, who was the Sultan. Yeah. So you've got, you're trying to grow your audience. And I mean, if you take a look, you've got Jinder Mahal, Veer, and Shanky representing India. Or not Shanky, Veer and Sangha representing India. Well, you can say Shanky too. You I could, think yes. he's Indian. But no, I'm I'm very excited about where this goes as far as wrestling on the worldwide stage now. now Absolutely, open my eyes a little bit on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, a matter of wrestling bringing people together. I love that saying. I love it, man. But no, yeah, you're right. It is. Uh, it's bringing wrestling together as a whole. World peace through wrestling. We'll say that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> New promotion, WPW, World Peace Wrestling. <laughs> I love it. I love Perfect. it. Perfect. All right. So uh, we've actually reached the end of the show, 35 minutes in here. Um, um, I think I am looking to see if I can find anything, anything more here quickly to, to uh, try and touch on. No, OMD may have some breaking news for us. <laughs> no, no. I'm just, just sort of looking. Um, I mean, what were your, your ultimate final thoughts on Raw last night? Let's We can discuss that. I, I, I absolutely loved it. I did too. I love uh, um, I love the road that we're going on. And this is going back to the leaks. I, I still love the road that we are going on, even though I've already seen the match, uh, what the matches are. Yes. Okay. I actually want to, I do want to bring this one up here. Okay. And this is regarding everybody's, Favorite female enhancement talent in the WWE, Natalia. And 
Natalia was recently presented with an outstanding six Guinness World Records for achievements during oh, her that's... WWE career. Thank you, OMD. You reminded me I was going to add that story today. <laughs> um, Natalia was presented with six plaques by an official adjudicator, Mark, while in England. So these Guinness World Records are most WWE matches female, 1,514. Most WWE wins in a career female, 663. Most WWE PLE appearances, female, 75. I probably don't need to say that it's female every time. Yeah. Most WWE WrestleMania appearances at eight. Most WWE Raw matches, 174. And most WWE SmackDown matches at 200. So, to be able to get that, congratulations, Natty. Yeah, big, huge congratulations to her. Although, I'm got, I got to say, I'm surprised with the most matches in WWE, though. Because I thought that somebody like Moolah would have had that record. But Moolah was probably around during the territory days. Mm -hmm. So they probably wouldn't have classed that. You're lo probably looking oh, at yeah, more within from... one company, yeah. Um, That's true, too, because I forgot when she came over with the WWE Women's Championship, she brought that women's title from another territory. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at, and I mean, if you're looking at 1,514 matches, but only 374 of those televised, or sorry, 382 between the, maybe a little bit more with the PLEs and the WrestleMania. I can't figure out the maths right now. <laughs> you can't. But then right you're now. looking at, no, I can't. Let's just say probably close to 500 matches televised. Now you're looking at 1,514 matches for a female. So there's 1,000 matches from live events, house shows that... Yeah, you are presenting her with. So huge ups to Natty. Again, I really I'm wish, not. I really wish that they talked about it last night on Raw. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Um, and it was actually thanks to Parrish who mentioned this on Raw last on the Raw Watch along last night. Yeah, and again, I gotta say congratulations to her because man, she is. We talked about her earlier on in the show about her with her work with Rhonda. She is one of the hardest women, uh, one of the hardest working women in pro wrestling as a whole today. She's a woman who back, who will take anything and run with it. You know what I mean? Yes. Even if it's that stupid fart angle she did. Yep. She still ran with it. It was actually kind of funny at some point. It was, but then it just, it got played out. Yeah, but me, I, I like my lowbrow humor sometimes, you know? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, I'm going to go to another <coughs> another topic. And I'm going to go to, I'm going to say it's similarities between gimmicks. I'm okay. not going to go with gimmick infringement. But guys who are similar in their style and I can see the similarities but to be called a complete ripoff I disagree and I'm going with Kevin Nash's words about LA Knight and that's breaking news for me uh, for me because that was reported to me an hour before we got I put everything together for the story tonight yes Kevin Nash calling L.A. Knight a complete ripoff of Dwayne. And you know what, though? He's been told that he sounds like The Rock. I mean, Chris Van Vliet said it, and he said, you know what? I agree. I, I can see it. I, like I said, I see the similarities. They're both fantastic on the mic. I am not a Dwayne mm -hmm. fan. 
<laughs> that's why you call him Dwayne, not The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I mean, I have my reasons for that. They're not important. <laughs> um, I see the similarities. You know, you've got the cocky strut to the ring. You've got, they were fantastic on the mic. The similar top rope entrance. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But to call them a complete ripoff, I think LA Knight developed his wrestling skill a lot more. And LA Knight has put in the work wherever he's been, whether it was NWA, Impact, and doing what he did. He is a former world champion. And let's not forget, both of their in-ring styles are completely different. Absolutely. I mean, The Rock, he, he the Rock, yes, he is a good worker. He was fine in the ring. But LA Knight is just on a whole other level compared to The Rock in my eyes. Absolutely. The Rock's maneuvers were done for show. LA Knight does his for style. Yes. Yes. And I know, I believe The Rock has actually touched on this. I'm looking to see if I can find it right now. Uh, but in Kevin Nash's words, am I the only one that sees like an absolute ripoff of The Rock to the point where he cut the promo on effing Logan Paul or whatever the F his name is. The only thing he didn't do is turn the mother bleeper sideways. Jesus, does everybody have amnesia? There is nothing original. Those are Kevin Nash's words about LA Knight. I, uh... <laughs> I'm a little bit at, at a loss for words because uh, he said the same thing about people ripping him off too. Absolutely. And that's every giant that has stepped through the ring. Yeah. And Kevin Nash has taken claim for. Meanwhile, he came up after Andre the Giant. So. Yeah. But and does, every, does every giant that's come after him tear their, tear their quad every time they get in the ring? Oops, <laughs> did I go there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I find myself comparing giants nowadays, like almost I compare him to great Kali right now. So, right. Oh, absolutely. But Kevin Nash was a great worker in the ring in his heyday as well for a giant. Yes. Yes. He, he does. Ha he does have some merit with what he's saying as far as what uh, LA Knight is doing. And LA Knight, as I have said, has pointed it, pointed it out himself that yes, he, does, he has taken things from The Rock. He's more or less, I think, paying tribute to The Rock in the way okay. he does his promos. Okay, I can see that. He said that he was a big fan of The Rock growing up. So I, I can see that. I um, see it more as a tribute as opposed to ripping him off. Okay. Okay. And let's do one more, and this has to do with a special appearance from this past weekend at Money in the Bank in London. When an invisible man showed up and made an appearance. A man we can't see. Exactly. <laughs> um, and now, because like, I have an article up here that's the latest on WWE possibly hosting WrestleMania in London. Um, and again, this is from our dear, dear friend, Mr. Dave Meltzer. So to go in here, this is completely, obviously, they're saying it because AEW at Wembley and they want to go in there at Wembley and they'll do two shows at Wembley and they will sell out both shows for WrestleMania. I'm sure of that and set and set gate records, you know, all time gate records for that. But for WWE, that's not enough because WWE wants the city to spend like UFC. The whole mm -hmm. gimmick, it's not about your gate. It's about how much money you get, can be, get to be paid to come in and millions and millions of dollars. Well, London is one of the, is the top tourist destination in Europe. Yes, it is. It's always a battle between them and Paris, I want to say. <laughs> so why wouldn't you do WrestleMania in London? Is it an inconvenience for us here? Sure. 
We do. Because, it just means we get an afternoon WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. Which we've exactly. had afternoon WrestleManias in the past. So. It just starts at 3 p.m. I mean, Which, WrestleMania 10. WrestleMania 10 itself started at 4 p.m. Really? Wow, I remember that very well. <laughs> I don't remember that, and that is my favorite WrestleMania of all time. Because that was the weekend my mom went to the hospital for giving birth to my younger brother. So I remember it, that whole weekend. Right. Like it was yesterday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> what I did was I taped WrestleMania because she wanted to see the show. <laughs> She's like, you go home, tape that show and bring it back to me when it bring it to me when it's done. I'm like, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she wanted to see Brian Owen. Yep. And that match opened the show. And that was one of my favorite matches. Yep. Um, but, I'm, but all for, I, I'm all for WrestleMania going to other countries. It doesn't have to be here in Canada or in the U.S. Where no, it's absolutely, the I wouldn't even mind it if it went to Mexico and did a show. No, or not Australia, at all. Japan. Um, but WWE has basically stated, I think it was earlier this year, actually, just after WrestleMania, is that they are now trying to get cities to bid on, especially the big four pay per view. Yeah, and that's or, and that and that was the whole thing with John Cena coming out on <coughs> on, uh, on Money in the Bank. He was he was used to entice the city of London to put for to put forth a bid. Yes. So do I see London doing it? Yes, yes. I do. I think London is going to gauge the success of All In. Mm-hmm. And if you can fill Wembley Stadium like that for two nights, for five to six hours, you're absolutely going to do it. And it honestly surprises me that London didn't put a bid in, I would say, back in 92 when SummerSlam was there. And that was a legit sellout of 80,000 people. It was. It was. But <laughs> that was when WWE Business was low. Business was low and WWE was paying rental fees for the stadiums. Yeah. But, the, and that's why they went to, that's why they did London because London was charging over cheap rental fees. So, yeah. So mm. now you're trying to get these cities to bid on you to come to their stadium and essentially give you, yeah, a free and spot I remember, so that. I remember a news story a couple of years back. They sent out a package to Toronto to get WrestleMania back there, and Toronto just threw it away, which was stupid. But it is. But you know what? I can understand it. I mean, you're now looking at WrestleMania 40 next year. The last time WrestleMania was in Toronto or in Canada, for that matter, was X8. Yeah, and I was there. I was almost there. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, but I mean, you can, because you get Raw and SmackDown at the Scotiabank, because you've just had AEW at, sorry, the, yeah, Scotiabank Center. Um, you're doing your house shows at the smaller hockey arena, at the Rico Coliseum. Because mm. I've been to house shows at what was the Air Canada Center, and... It was like here. I mean, you're trying to get 600 people into a 20,000 seat arena. Well, you've got a lot of empty seats. And see, I went to the pay-per-views at ACC. Uh, SummerSlam 04, Unforgiven 06. Both shows were packed. Yep. And I the did, crowds were deafening. I did a Raw SmackDown Super Show at the ACC right before Christmas a number of years ago. Yeah. And that was John Cena teamed with Trish Stratus that night. I remember that Raw. I remember that Raw very well, actually. I was there. I was falling asleep during, or no, it was, SmackDown was taped before Raw. Mm -hmm. And I was falling asleep because my buddy and I had worked nights the night before and then drove down. Oh, geez. <laughs> But on that note, guys, I think we're going to say goodbye here. Um, Mr. OMD, where can we find you? You can find me on the Book of Faces with my name right there, Daniel Horisic. You can find me on the Snappers, uh, One Man Dynamic, capitals O, M, and D. And I hope to hear from you. 
I'll give you a shout out. And are you going to be uh, showing up on the uh, Raw Watch Along this Monday night? I will be on the Raw Watch Along this coming Monday. I will have the Boar's Nest this coming Thursday with Bubba Duke. I will be monitoring the chat while he is gaming out in Rockin' Diablo 4. All right, guys. And uh, I just want to give a shout out before I plug my socials to Real Wrestling. Real news from real fans. Real news and views from fans, I should say. And, and now uh, we get now we get our first first listener of the night from the voice, Joshua Joseph. JJ, how's it going, buddy? We're about to close it out, man. You missed it. <laughs> but JJ, welcome to the show, my man. <laughs> but no, you can catch me at here on OLE. You can catch me on Monday nights, 8 p.m. Watching the Raw Watch Along, alongside Parrish with his usual run-in, Carl Carafel, OMD as well. Or you can find me at YouTube at ChrisDamage83. The channel name is CBRS Entertainment. Or you can find me on Twitch, CBRS underscore entertainment. I'd like to thank everybody for coming out. It was a fantastic show. My first time hosting. Nervous as hell. Thank you, OMD, for bringing those breaking news stories to me. You're, you're said, quite welcome. Were, you did a great were, job. They were uh, reported to me about an hour before we got our organized, or an hour after we got our stories organized for today. So. Right. And on that note, guys, I'd like to thank you all for coming out. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs>